Welcome to Staying On Point with Joey, where we speak on topics that affect our spiritual growth while using biblical verses and resources to help us stay on point. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? It's a brand new day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're at in this world. Listening to this podcast, staying on point with yours truly, Joey, where we're trying to learn how to deal with reality, how we're trying to deal with life with ourselves using biblical resources, biblical verses to try to get on point, you know? All right, so listen. Um, it is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. It is hump day, you know, so in middle of the week, uh, you probably started out, depending on who you are and where you're at, you probably started the week rough or you could have started the week really well. And hump day is always a, a, a climatic <laughs> point and moment in the week because it's the middle of the week the middle of the week to me you can be seen as a shift as a a transitional day where you can change it around uh if you started off work bad or if you started really good you can change it around um by making it work for you obviously we've been talking about real life we've been talking about real emotions we've been talking about your decisions my decisions to um do what we do now last week we started a series called realizing the iceberg in your life now obviously we talked a little bit about the iceberg if you look at the iceberg you always see the top and you see how great and big it is but underneath it it's always bigger sometimes it could be twice as big as what it looks like on the top so it just didn't form out of nothing it took years millions of years for in the form and it's taken million years for them to crack off you know the, the certain parts of the hemisphere and so on and so forth and so it's the same thing with us in our life we built up so much so much so much so much that at a certain moment a certain day a certain month a certain year it started to crack we break off but that iceberg still stays with us it still stays present let me give you a perfect example you can be living in this state country, city, town, village that you're living in now and move away an hour away, two hours away, five hours away, or even a whole new country. And just because the location is different does not mean that you and I will be different because if the iceberg is there inside of us, the iceberg will go where we go. So we, you can always change your, your, your like not the atmosphere, but you can always change your location. Okay. But it does not mean that you're going to change your atmosphere in the inside. Okay. So let me repeat that. You can always change the location on the outside. You can always change where you're going to go, uh, uh, who you're going to be with, um, what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept, but it does not change the inside person that you are. It does not change your internal parts. So you can be somewhere different and still be the same person as you were in the, in the place that you left. And so that's what we're talking about. We're dealing up, we're, we're dealing with real life situations. Some of us, excuse the language, some of us are really pissed off. Some of us are, are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Some of us actually get real defensive because we've been victimized, uh, with certain things. Um, you know, um, you know, you, you, you gotta see it from this point of view. You know, I, I truly believe that at the end of the day, 
Okay. Uh, everybody inside is dealing with something. That's just, that's just being real. And you don't have to deal with what I'm going through and I don't have to deal with what you're going through and vice versa. But the whole point of it is, is that we're all dealing with something. Okay. So if you're getting to the point where you've had enough, um, where you're frustrated, that you've been victimized, um, you've been talked about, you've been rejected, and now you've grown this, um, quote unquote, this thick skin. Now, you know, you can care less about what anybody else says, does, or just anybody else in general, because nobody cared about you. Um, you know, you, you talk to people a certain way because you're, you got sick and tired of being talked to a certain way. Also, um, you know, you can get to the point where you're violent because, you know, you're agitated of what you've been built up since you were young. Um, some of us are actually late bloomers of, of, of experiences. Let me give you, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Some of us had great, a great childhood. Um, uh, some of us had a great upbringing, both parents in the house. And, and if it wasn't a, if it wasn't two parents, it was one parent, but they did what they had to do. And, and you came out on top, they came out on top, everything was good. But then right now in your life that you, that you're living now, it could be that something happened late in your life that changed your whole mentality. That people who used to know you look at you differently now. They're saying, you know, you're different. Something's wrong. And what happened to you? And so on and so forth. It could be that you were from a small town, like I said, from where you were at. And you went and signed up for the armed forces. And all of a sudden you became part of your nation's army. Well, when you see things uh, as a soldier... Well, your whole mentality changes. That's why a lot of people go over there and they come back with PTSD because what they've seen, what they were made to do, what they had to do affected their brain, affected their way of thinking, affected their mindset. So when they came back and all that stuff that they suffered, you know, the heat, um, you know, waking up in the morning and, and not knowing if you're going to come back that night, uh, laying in the bed and, and hearing RPGs, you know, go by or bullets or, you know, whatever the case may be. OK, when you come back and you see people not respecting you or or not appreciating the, the colors, not not appreciating, you know, your 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 whole uh, outfit, your, your whole soldier outfit. Um, and they're just kind of living like, you know, they ain't got a care in the world like that frustrates people. Okay. So what I'm trying to tell you today is today I wanted to talk about bitterness. Okay. And we've been talking about emotions because like I said in the beginning, everybody's dealing with something different. Okay. Doesn't matter what it is. You're dealing with something, whether it was something that somebody did or something that you put yourself in, you're dealing with something. So one of the, the first emotions that I want to talk about, the first emotion that I want to talk to you about today is bitterness. You know, you can actually be bitter and not know it. You're just thinking, no, that's just who I am. No, <laughs> no. Um, I remember the one time, um, you know, going to a, a supermarket and, um, you know, being in line, you know, and I don't know if the cashier had a bad day or she just had a bad experience with uh, you know, customers throughout the day. <laughs> but when I got there, there was no hello. It was kind of like, you know, beep, beep, you know, throwing the stuff in the bag and so on and so forth. So I got agitated. <laughs> I really got agitated. Not because of the, the way that they were putting the my, my groceries inside the bag, but just their stank attitude. And so 
I want to pause there for a minute of why her, their stank attitude agitated me. And it's because of the simple fact that growing up, the people that I was around in school, um, whether it be in church, uh, playground, strangers, whatever the case may be, they had a stank attitude and I never understood why you why do you have a stank attitude? Why do you have an attitude like your 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 poop don't stink or you know or you, you you're the you're the bully and you know you move out my way, this is my this is my like why you gotta have an attitude that way? Why are you so damn violent? You know what I'm saying? And so when you look at it from that point of view, and like I said, I'm speaking freely. Uh, you won't hear no curse words up on here, um, but you will hear words like that. And yes, I'm a Christian, and yes, I go to church, and yes, I lead uh, conferences and do other things. But at the end of the day, it's real. It's real life. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to sugarcoat, you know, life in general just because I go to church. Nah, man, you, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you deal with stuff. And there's worse things that people people have said. And people have thought, including yourself. So, you know, the stank attitude of the cashier, you know, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. Now, I didn't really disrespect in my opinion. I just kind of said, hey, listen, you're having a rough day, huh? And they didn't say nothing. They kind of looked at me. They just kind of nodded their head. So I decided to do something different that day. And I was like, look, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, what you've been going through. I don't know if somebody, you know, disrespect you and all that stuff. But you won't get none of that from me. So I hope and pray that your day becomes better. And uh, thank you for taking out your time to to do this, you know, to do your job. So uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry to hear that and see that, you know, you're going to see. The whole point of this story that I'm telling you is that because of my comments, because of my demeanor and because of my presentation and my conversation with this person, it changed the atmosphere. They actually opened up like, yeah, you know, I've just been dealing with some stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I literally told him, I said, I appreciate you opening up and all stuff. I just want to let you know that you really don't have to blame me or anybody else who has nothing to do with that. Because then people will start becoming defensive because you're not the only person that's dealing with something. Come on now. So what I'm saying is, you know, if you are defensive and you got a stank attitude, you may not get it from me or you may not get it from the next three persons that you confront, but you're going to get it from the next two or two to five people. And those people are going to be sick and tired of people doing that and, and talking to them a certain way that there's going to be some problems. Why? Because everybody's sick and tired of something. And so bitterness allows you to feel that anger, that frustration, the the sick and tiredness feel, you know, when you get to your boiling point, bitterness is is an emotion that actually grows by something. OK, and what I mean by that is bitterness isn't just like you, you somebody does something to you and all of a sudden you're like, ah, no, bitterness starts with anger. You see what I'm saying? And before it starts with anger, it starts with a situation, an offense, uh, a word, a comment, a look you know, an action towards you that was done with ill intent or no consideration or no respect, okay? All of a sudden, that action, you build that anger inside of you because sometimes when, you, when you're dealing with something like that and you confront something like that, the first thing is shock. Like, what's your problem? And then to avoid the situation, you know, in some cases... 
you know, you let it go. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. I can't be the only one because I, I ain't that original <laughs> in the motion. Um, you know, you start getting more angry because you start getting in the car. You start walking away. It's like, man, I should have said this. Man, I should have said that. And now all of a sudden that rage, that anger turns into rage. And the rage uh, has not become bitterness yet. That rage starts to, to build up more and more by me reminding yourself what happened, right? So <laughs> as you remind yourself what happened, all of a sudden you have this rage towards anyone who reminds you, okay, who reminds you of the person who offended you. That's when you start becoming bitter because now you start and say, I will never, ever let someone disrespect me the way that this person did. I will never let somebody touch me the way that this person touched me. I will never let somebody look at me the way that... So now all of a sudden, you're premeditating what you're about to do and what you're saying based upon the anger that turned into rage that eventually becomes bitterness. Now you just got a stank attitude, okay? So you have to be really careful that you don't hold on to things, you know, um, that are going to affect you. Now, I'm going to I'm going to stop right there for a moment. I'm not saying for you to open your mouth every time somebody says something. There's some things that you just need to let go. Or if you're going to say something, say something to make everybody understand. Listen, this is this is about to get out of hand. Let's just stop it right here. There's other moments where no matter what you say, it's not going to work. It gets worse. Now, obviously, you know, in the situation that you're in, you're going to have to make a decision. OK, but all that stuff pushed aside. When you look at bitterness, bitterness is one of the few emotions that we are responsible in growing. You see how deep that is? I'm repeating. I'm repeating that. So bitterness is one of the emotions that we experience because we ourselves, okay, nobody else, we're the ones making it grow. Okay? So the longer that you hold something in, the longer... That you will actually let it overtake you. Okay. And then when you start, when you start becoming bitter, you be start becoming negative. And when you start becoming negative, there's no positive words that can <laughs> that can come and change your life because everything in you is negative. It's almost like you know, you've been filled up with so much negativity. You've seen so much negativity. You've heard so much negativity that you end up believing the negativity and not the positivity. It's almost basically you can see at this point of view, you end up becoming um, a believer in the devil's and the world's lies rather than being a believer of God's truths. You see that? And so obviously I'm not I'm not saying it in a position or in a way that, you know, um, no one can understand when you when we talked about it for the past couple of podcasts. Let's just be real. OK, you basically have a decision. We've talked about that. You have a decision. You have an option. You have your reasons, justifications and excuses of why you may not be as close to God. But this podcast puts everything in a bubble. It just puts everything in there. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, if you're looking to be a Christian, if you're a disciple, you were, you backslid, you know, um, whatever the case may be. Just because we're living in different um, 
cities and and different lifestyles and so on and so forth does not mean that we don't go through similar situations bitterness is one of them look at what's going on nowadays you know people are getting sick and tired of this pandemic people are getting sick and tired of the politicians you know saying one thing and 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 doing another um some people actually get to the point where they're planning they're probably planning i don't even know how true this is they're probably planning on rebelling against it we've seen it in seattle washington um where for i think it was like six seven eight weeks almost two months basically that they blocked off you know the the citizens blocked off a, a certain part of the city and they just allowed them to do whatever it was you know no law it was lawlessness and obviously eight weeks is a little too long uh, for me but they had their reasons why to do it now one of the reasons that they did that could be because of bitterness remember bitterness grows from from anger and rage okay so when you get sick and tired of stuff and you become bitter your actions portray what you have on the inside okay so with that being said i, I wanted to kind of share with you um you know certain certain bible verses or at least the bible verse you know that we can share and that you can actually write down highlight you know <laughs> whatever it is um because we're not immune no one is an exception it, and that's the thing bitterness takes time to grow you know what i'm saying and your justification my justification of why we've allowed ourselves to be sick and tired and and defensive okay is enough for us to continue to be bitter and there's no reason to continue to be bitter because you you and i already have known what it's gotten us and it's gotten us nothing but misery loneliness rejection um violence you know we're not the only ones that are bitter you know, when you become bitter, you think you're invincible, thinking that you could take on the world. When in reality, there's other people like you and me that feel the same way that are a lot bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot bigger. They got a lot more friends. They got a lot more people that can do damage to you and your loved ones. So, you know, um, it's just it's just really important because we're, I don't know. Um, it just feels like this world is, is just... I don't know it's just at that point right now where we're done we're gonna do us and that's pretty much it and if nobody likes it then <laughs> you know you fill in the blanks you know so i wanted to share with you today matthew uh, 11 28 to 30 okay uh, for those of you who are following me in the in the, in the bible uh, matthew is the first book of the new testament Matthew, we're going to go Matthew 11, okay, see if I can get it. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, okay, so um, at this moment, okay, in where Jesus is basically talking, okay, he's talking out loud, and he is at a moment in time, okay, he is at a moment in time where he's starting, his ministry is starting to get a little bit more popular. He's starting to be a, 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 a voice of reasoning, a voice of positivity, a voice of, of difference. 
in the midst of chaos. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) So, you know, when you look at it from this point of view, you know, Jesus was in the same situation. You know, he's in the midst of chaos, straight, straight chaos. And when he came into into this world and he started his ministry, he didn't bring it just to to be nice. He came in here to to shake things up, to make people realize, you know, what's really going on and what really is God planning for all of us. And it doesn't change today. So he's speaking to these people. And at one time, and in this moment, uh, verses 11, 28 to uh, 30, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I'm going to stop right there. Okay? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy. So when you look at it from this point of view, he's already giving an invitation. Okay? For all of us who are sick and tired of being tired. You know, and and a lot of people can can take take this text, take this verse and put it in their own content context. Okay, right here. He speaks. Come to me. So the first thing that that he's saying is you got to make a decision that I can't make for you. You see what I'm saying? So if you ever want to get over being sick and tired, it's a decision that you have to make. God can't make it for you. You've already tried everything else. You're still trying it. Sleeping around, drinking, smoking weed, being uh, someone or being with people that you know for a while are not good for you, but you're doing it because it makes you feel good. Yeah, those things do make you feel good for a certain moment. But then what do you do after that stuff happens? Oh, that's right. Some of us actually become immune to it. And that's, that's just who we are. That's a lie. You know, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, so the first step is realizing, okay, I can't make the decision for you. You, This is something that you have to do. And he said, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Now, I know full well that people will see that in that in that form and in that, uh, that era as anybody who was working, anybody who was tired because they had to work so much. I'm with you 100%. But I also want to go deeper in there and include to add and well, actually add all you who labor and are heavy laden. When you look at when you hear labor, the word labor is work. You see what I'm saying? So you can actually work physically, obviously, but you can also work yourself to death mentally and emotionally, which in turn gives you a burden, gives you a heavy laden. You see that? So he's saying, listen, Come to me. You got to decide to come to me. If I'm telling you to come to me, it's because I'm already present. The only the only person who is not here with me is you because you have your reasonings. You have your excuses. You have your justifications. I know that you're tired because because, uh, you know, you've just been working your mind and working your emotions and working, working your life and work and work, 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 work. That you're tired. And he says, I will give you rest. You see that? So. What we're trying to tell you today is that you really can't experience, based upon this text, you can't really experience rest if you don't admit that you're sick and tired of being tired. And if you don't grab the strength and the courage to make the decision to come to him. Come on now. Woo, man, that's deep right there. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Is there anybody that's listening right now that would love to have a taste of experience and an experience of um, just a beautiful moment to actually feel what it feels like to find rest for your soul? Come on, y'all, listen. This world is not really understanding that the things that are happening in this world obviously were already planned. This is not a surprise to God. I don't believe he's condemning us. Look, let's just go deeper, okay? Let's just get to the point where we see it from this point of view. Yesterday, I was was skimming through the channels and I saw that there is now a book of for those of us who are in the United States um, listening um, that there's a book out that actually um, confirms our president has kept things from us concerning the virus you see what I'm saying so the now now the reporters and politicians are saying 192,000 people have died from this um, from this virus they're basically saying it did not have to get to this point you see that we're soon finishing but I want you to understand this look look where I'm going so the person that had the opportunity to make a change knew the re- reality of the the chaos knew the reality of this situation but decided to neglect the fact that that the damage it was going to bring was going to be impactful. Now, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people blame God for that. When God had no no control over what one person decides to do. You don't believe me? Look at our lives. Look at your life now. Look at your life now. What have you done up to this point that was not a good thing? That was evil. Now, remember, you don't have to murder somebody for it to be evil. You can lie to somebody that you love. You can steal and it's still evil. Regardless, sin is sin, right? But God didn't take you. You made the decision. You fell for the temptation. I fell for the temptation. I fell for that, okay? But just like the president, okay, in that report, It says that he knew, he knew the possibility of the impact that this pandemic was going to, and he neglected it. So because of somebody's pride, because of somebody's justification, excuse, or reasoning, everybody else has to pay. You see that? And it's the same thing with our lives. Okay? You have your reasonings, you have, you have your, your, your excuses, you have your justifications of why you're so damn bitter. Okay, and I can't take that away from you because I'm not in your life. I don't know what you've been through. Okay, and maybe you're you're coming up to the reasoning and saying, you know what? I have every right to be, and you're probably right. But that's not the point that I'm trying to get. The point that I'm trying to get across to you is: look what bitterness has done to you. It's made you be with people that you didn't want to be with. I don't care if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't care if it's in marriage. You put up with garbage because you don't want to be, you know, left alone because you know what it feels like to be left alone because you know what it feels like to be bitter. Like, 
I don't, we can't do that to ourselves. Let me rephrase that. We shouldn't do that to ourselves, but that's what we do. Why? Because we hold what we've been gone, what we have been through, what we've experienced, okay? And what we've felt. And God is trying to tell us today, listen, one of the one of the steps that you can start getting on the right track to staying on point, to staying on the point that I got for you and purpose and the plan is you got to admit what's going on in you. You don't have to say it to everybody. You don't have to be on, on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? It, it's amazing and impactful to me how many people put how they truly feel on social media, but then it makes it tough for them to be that authentic to God. So then when they put it up on social media, they're getting all these different types of, of, of results and, and responses and likes and dislikes and comments. And you don't get nothing from it. When God is trying to tell you, listen, I know that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, but I can't do what I want to do because you're not allowing me to. Due to the bitterness that you have inside. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are listening and are going to be listening. Maybe you have a great reason in your mind. Of why you're angry at God. Of why you blame God. I may not like it. But I do understand that you have your reasonings regardless of what it is. But look what it's gotten you up to this point. So on this hump day, I want you to remember Matthew 11, 28 to 30, with the key verse being verse 28. You got to make the decision. You got to admit that you've worked your mind and worked your body and worked your soul so bad that you have now a heavy burden. And you got to come to get rest. Come to the fountain. This is your opportunity. God bless you all. Let it go and let God. But before I go, I want to extend a prayer to all of you who are listening. All of you who want to let go, but it makes it tough for you to do so. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this awesome opportunity. I thank you for each of the listeners that are with me every week who look forward to having something on hump day, on Wednesday, on the middle of the week. I pray that this may be a blessing and a lesson for them to put into practice. Bitterness won't go away by itself. It's something that we must admit and we must get to the source. So as we continue these these next podcasts and as a series, I pray that you start right now with those who need help and just can't do it on their own. I ask you right now that your Holy Spirit may be with them, that they may draw them near to you. For I know for well that we each and every single one of us need you more and more. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this opportunity. Listen, 
God bless you. Have a great weekend. All right. But just make sure that you remember you don't have to do this by yourself. But I want you to know you can do it. Only if you start with the first step. Admitting where the source is coming from. Peace. Tune in next week to Staying On Point with Joey. Enjoy the rest of the week and God bless you all.